All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, Hi. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And I would advise getting a major head start because they are backordered. They are running out of these things. <laughs> Can't make them fast enough. Selling like hotcakes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to New Heights. A Jukes original show presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. A show where we pressure NFL coaches into running the quarterback sneak or any version of the sneak on fourth down. I mean, why not? It's the most beautiful play of all time. <laughs> beautiful indeed. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey, uh, both NFL vets. And uh, New Heights has a new episode coming to you every Wednesday. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and follow the show on social media at New Heights Show. All righty, coming up on this episode, the Eagles are the last unbeaten team in the NFL. We Eagles, who would have thunk? Not me. Also, Chiefs, looking good. Back on that horse. <laughs> you Impressive. thought. Yep. You thought. We're going to get back into that as well, as well as some uh, media criticism and uh, maybe a fun surprise. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But first, as always, news from New Heights. We got our second primetime shout-out, Trav. I know you were playing... I watched it happen live. I got to say, it's pretty cool to get shouted out on primetime television. It is pretty cool, man. Especially uh, by, you know, the the ones that have been doing it for such a long time. The guys that are the best at doing it, man. Like Mike Tirico, sure. I mean, Collinsworth, who's well, been doing it for I years. I will say, Tirico, Tirico seemed like he was genuinely uh, excited about it. He thought it was good. I don't think Collinsworth is this, he. It didn't seem like he really uh, thought it was as good as... I don't know if he's a uh, podcast guy it is, or a, or a, sh- a, t- a talk show kind of guy, you know? Maybe... Well, I think, you know, he... I will say, I think he, he is... Uh, I don't know if he owns the majority stake, but he's definitely involved in PFF. So I think mm. your little PFF conspiracy might have uh, skewed his uh, opinions about this podcast and its legitimacy. Well, that's, that's, un- so, that's um, not nice. You know, it's yeah, just a conspiracy. Think, uh, Nobody really believes what I said, do they? 
I sure don't. <laughs> Chris, if you're watching, we're, we're not just spouting conspiracies, and thank you for the shout-out. Next bit of news. Travis, it's your birthday. Well, not today, but when this airs, it'll be your birthday. What do you think, man? The Big 33, Larry Bird. Grant Hill, feeling? baby. Woo! 3-3. <laughs> three, three. Man, these legs feel like they're 25, baby. Especially after a Good win like there. that, man. That was fun. And then, um, oh, yeah. no, I mean, uh, birthdays are always fun. Um, I always, I can't get excited for my own birthday, man. I'm I'm here for everybody else's, man. But when it's mine, I get real, it's just, it's fade off into the background. Um, but I understand. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like Once to go crazy here. on my birthday. I like to just, you know, be around friends and family. That's it. Yeah. After, after 21, you know, birthdays are, you know, having day, some right? having people sing happy birthday to me is one of the most awkward feelings ever like i like that feeling for me is just like for the like 10 seconds i'm just sitting there like all right here, here we, we go, go. <laughs> i guess we're gonna ride this we're not gonna we all know how this ends and we're all just gonna continue it dude i don't know why i don't know why i feel like that but it is just awkward for me so I, I don't think you're alone in that. I think that's pretty much everybody who's ever had that of them, outside of a child. All right. New other new what heights. I guess I'll, I'll plug. I got to plug my own deal right now. We's uh, underdog apparel line finally launched. Yes, sir. Foundation apparel line. Yeah. I'm pumped about. it. I can't wait to get mine. Yeah. Well, I mean, wearing it the, loud and uh, proud. Website's live, so you can go and buy it whenever you're ready to. Proud supporter uh, over here. Yeah, underdogphl.com. Um, you know, we finally, I mean, it's been a long time in the making over a year now. Uh, really, really excited uh, to see the uh, kids' lives that this affects in the Philadelphia area uh, and uh, also just bring joy to the and pride to the city of, the, to the city of Philadelphia. I think, um, you know, that's the main th- reason we uh, kind of came up with the apparel line is uh, one, to have fun and, and two, to, you know, make some positive change for our future. Thank so, you. If you're out there, Philadelphia fans, why not don some uh, great shirts and uh, uh, maybe a fanny pack, Ooh, uh, whatever uh, fanny pack, whatever suits your needs uh, for some charity. Go to underdogphl.com or underdogphl uh, social media sites to uh, check out the merch. Thanks for the support. And in other news, we're still in the number one podcast in the world. Number one How about in the that? World! Well, number one sports podcast. Man. I know. I know. Feels Thanks good to, to be all number of you. one, man. We didn't know. I, you know, it, it feels great, uh, especially because we're not very good at it. And for some reason, you guys like listening to it. So thank you for hey, listening to us. Keep coming back, man. I don't, I don't get it, but thank and you. In honor of all of you watching and commenting and subscribing and rating, uh, we're gonna read some comments. First comment is from Austin Cruelty. That is a rough last name. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the Kelsey Brothers podcast, New Heights, is a great listen if you're tired of hearing McAfee tell stories about punch. Hey, hey, come on now. It's not nice. This isn't that kind of it's show. It's not nice. Not that kind of show. We pump up everybody, especially Pat McAfee, and his stories are electric. Yeah, Pat talks about a lot of stuff. He's an unbelievable personality. Uh, anything from football to wrestling to uh, uh, gambling. Pat's got pretty much all your bases covered. So yeah. uh, we here at the New Heights podcast are amazing fans of the Pat McAfee show. Um, so he's incredible. I get, I think what Austin is actually saying, I don't think he's taking a shot at Pat. I think he's actually saying, you know, it's a solid listen if, you know, you're into that kind of show, like a NFL style show. So shout out to Austin. I appreciate the 
the love, man. Oh, and, I didn't uh, read it that way. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> I don't think he was actually taking a shot at Pat. I mean, it's a great show. It's a great what? listen. I, I listen to Pat McAfee's show all the time. He wasn't being cruel? <laughs> See what I did there? It's pretty good. The next comment we have is from Mom, at Donna Kelsey. Um, I love you both just the same. Mom, you, yeah. she's so sweet, man. What a say. Yeah, I mean, she's sweet. It's a sweet thing to say. I don't know if I believe it, but, I, I, you know, it's a sweet thing to say. I think we know which one she loves more. She's already mentioned it. All right, here we go. Uh, Love you too, Mom. And then thank you to everyone who's been listening and subscribing, commenting, posting anything. Speaking of posting, we got our first uh, bit of fan art last week. We got a little sexy Batman post. Sexy Batman. Um, You got to repost off of that, I believe. I did. I had to correct everyone. Uh, there was a little bit of artwork error. Uh, artwork the, uh, error? Undercar- it's a cartoon. Yeah. Well, it's, it's his own just, expression of a, you. Well, I'm just saying it's a, it's a, uh, I, I just want to make sure that we're not lying to viewers or listeners or anybody watching the show. I like to be very transparent in uh, who I am as a human being in person. Uh, yeah, I think and, we're done talking. About this. <laughs> Keep going. You're in it, dude. No. You're in it. You might as well I, say I'll I say. I got it. nothing else to say. Jason thought that the bulge on sexy Batman in the in the picture was very generous. He even tweeted, he yeah, even not tweeted, generous. he retweet, he uh, threw it up on the Instagram story. So I mean, you know, it's his interpretation yeah. of Jason or yeah, maybe, of sexy yeah. Batman being Jason. So. Yeah. You never know. I mean, maybe uh, Sexy Batman's wearing a cup to protect uh, the boys underneath. Uh, I just, you know, I know I've seen myself in football pants a lot. Man, Man. (laughs) never once have I looked like that. All right. And time for the 12 bold topics to wrap up week four in the NFL, starting off with both of our games. Um, How we do this, as always, Jason will tee up the topics on my game and I'll tee up all the topics on his game um start with the sunday night showdown baby yeah man uh you guys rebounded in amazing fashion from your last week's first loss to the Colts. electric <laughs> i think the show's gonna be a little more fun this week 41 man. to 31 over the bucks the last time you guys faced obviously didn't end up so great for the Chiefs. Yeah, it was the Super Bowl championship for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID year, man. How did it feel? How'd the game feel? It was awesome to watch. You guys looked electric coming out right out of the gates. Got out to, what, a 21 three-point lead oh, at yeah. one point in the first quarter, yeah. maybe. Um, that was one of the – it was a great, great game to watch. What you? What it feel exactly like? Exactly what you said, electric, man. Absolutely electric. We were talking about last week about how we were – you know, we were, I don't want to say dead, but we we didn't have the energy on the sideline that, that we wanted. And uh, I've mentioned it numerous, numerous times. I could have been better in, in terms of a leader in showing that um, because that, that energy is infectious, you know. Uh, and yeah. the number one way to show energy is to play your tail off, man. Go out there and just play as hard as you can on every single play. When you get the ball, run as hard as you can. You know, show that when when you get knocked down, get up as fast as you can. You know, show that you're yeah. you have a sense of urgency to remain on attack at all times, and uh, and that's what you saw. You saw running backs flying downhill. You saw offensive line getting the second level. Uh, you saw wide receivers and tight ends getting involved in the run game, and uh, when when guys caught the ball into the pass game and things like that. 
And then you saw a dialed in, very well prepped, very well thought out Patrick Mahomes, man. You could tell that guy yeah. was dialed in from the beginning of the week. Um, and he was so impressive. He was, he was on fire, man. When he's out there making plays like that, that just means he's comfortable. He's seeing exact. He understands what he's seeing, and he understands how the defense is coming at him. And uh, he can just go, go back there and just be himself, man. And uh, man, that's be himself. That's a, that's a fun. That's a fun dude to play with when he's when he's playing like that. Yeah, he's fun to watch when he is just dialing in and on point. But man, you really know he's fun to watch when he's going off the cuff and just making these unbelievable plays. That, <laughs> that play down Electric. in the red zone where he scram, scrambled out to his right, spin move, finger roll for the touchdown. Like, the it, like, Nick it was like the sidestep jumper in the end. Yeah. It was like, oh, whoop. dude. Yeah, it was, it was saucy, very man. nice. It was saucy. So what What do you think led to the difference this week? Why, why were you guys so much more amped up? I think it was uh, the sour taste in our mouth. Um, I think it was a it was a combination from, of from the Colts game yeah. or from the Super Bowl. I, this is a completely different game. I don't think this was a Super Bowl rematch. Uh, I don't think it yeah. was that kind of mentality. I think um, the guys that were the, the 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 people that were in the building that were here when we played in the Super Bowl, yeah, they might have had a sour taste in our mouth from that game. But it, it, it's two completely different teams. So it's did Andy talk about it all? Did he bring up the Super no. Bowl game at all during the no. week? It was all Not it was once. all figuring out how we don't put ourselves in that position or how we don't make the mistakes that we made last week against the Colts. It was a complete move yeah. on game from the Colts and trying to make sure that we never put ourselves or put what we put out on tape. You know, don't. so so it didn't feel good at all because I know the last time you in particular you had a lot of yards against the Bucks in that Super Bowl game, uh, but what did it feel like for you to be back out on the field like? Did you feel vindicated a little bit going out there and having the game that you did? I know you were rough on yourself last week. Yeah. Dropped a big touchdown pass, but this week, I mean, yeah, almost 100 yards, touchdown. You just had to bring it up. Unbelievable game. No, I am um, uh, 100%. I think it goes back to saying how I had that sour taste in my mouth. Anytime I play bad against a team, the next opportunity I get to play that team, I am fired up, man. I'm I'm ready to yeah. get going. They didn't get my best fight. I'm, I'm going to give them my best fight. You know, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to prepare so that my opportunities that I do get, I'm, I'm ready for. With that being said, um, it was good to feel that after the game, that the, the fact that, you know, I had gave them. Uh, I feel like I got the better of the matchups across the board um, and that, you know, we came out with a win and we came out with energy and I led my team to victory or I helped lead my team to victory. And uh, and that yeah. feeling is the is, is the best feeling after a game. Yeah, you guys all led your team to victory. 100%. I mean, you guys, in, in every phase, it seemed like everybody was fired up. Uh, it was a very fun game to watch on the Chiefs' behalf. We talked about your stats from this past week. Uh, for someone that never played tight end growing up, what's it feel like to be one of the all-time leaders in receiving yards? You're finally – you're at five right now all-time in receiving yards in tight ends. You finally passed Gronk. Uh so yeah. what? Yeah, what's that feel like? It's um, it's crazy, man. And I, 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 honestly, going from number six on that list to five on that list really doesn't change for me. I think being recognized or being in that group of guys right there because it's sure. it's an honor, man. And it was an honor when I, like I said, when I was at six and Gronk was ahead of me because I, I look at Gronk as the one of the best to ever do it it takes me back to when i was in college and, I, and nobody knew that guy travis kelsey nobody knew that guy and i was hoping who's that guy who is that guy 
Who's that guy? That guy. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback from Cleveland. He's Heights. a quarterback that moved the tight end that didn't take football serious. Didn't take didn't take it perfect. Got a shoulder hurt. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was I was just I was I was nothing in terms of on anybody's radar in the NFL outside of Cincinnati Bearcat fans or Cleveland Heights fan like Cleveland sports high school sports. Nobody knew who who I was. And <clears throat> moving into my senior year, nobody knew who I was. And having to switch that dial in and turn it into something, you know, that you could be proud of. Reading those guys' names off and thinking that one day I could be a part of, you know, that group of, of guys, you know, listed on a, on, on a sheet of paper, um, accomplishing the things that they've accomplished. Um, that was all a dream, man. It was all, a, it was, it was nothing but a, a fantasy and, um, trying to almost didn't feel realistic. <clears throat> no, it did at at that point in my at life. That point? Not a chance. I mean, no, nobody even knew who I was. So it was it was just you know me dreaming and 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 trying to figure out exactly how to get to that point. Um, and uh, to be honest, it uh it started with just eliminating all the distractions in my life. What was distracting me from being a great football player? My focus on the field. Where is your focus on the field? Is it on the defense? What, what if, if I'm not understanding the defensive side of the ball, how am I going to be good at what I'm doing? Yeah. Another distraction, off the field. What are you doing when you're not in the facility? Are you treating yourself like a professional athlete? Are you, are you showing people that you want to tra- take this opportunity and turn it into a profession, knowing that you're in yeah. school and you're being evaluated? I wasn't showing any of that. I not, my focus sure as heck wasn't on the things that it needed to be on when I was practicing, when I was in a game. So eliminating distractions, taking the party aspect out of it. I, I, st- I stopped going into bars. I stopped hanging out. Stop going in the, stop lying. I'm, you stopped going into bars? I Come promise on now. you. I swear you can ask anybody at the University of Cincinnati, brother. You're going into bars now, though. What are you talking about? The bars didn't have nothing to do with it. I think, I think that the scene of... What I was going through in college was I had too much fun and I was easily pulled away from what I needed to focus on. So that yeah. the being in that scene, there was always another party. There was always another social yeah. event to go to. And there was always less time for me to focus on what I needed to focus on. I, that being I think uh, that being said, yeah. focusing and directing my life in a way that would set me up and, and let me be prepared to be accountable on the field. So I started learning more about football. I started learning more about defenses. I started understanding why we're calling these plays instead of just getting in a huddle and calling a play. I started understanding yeah. how to fundamentally get after a guy in the run game, how to fundamentally get open in the pass game, um, be friendly to the quarterback. All these things, are the decisions that you make, it starts with what, how am I going to approach this day when I wake up? And I approach my day completely different um, knowing that it was my last, my last opportunity to to even get on a radar, so I could get a chance at being in the NFL. Yeah, I guess we let's let's go into your background for the listeners that don't know. So Travis coming out of high school as a quarterback, goes to Cincinnati in his second year at Cincinnati. He uh, has the unfortunate circumstance of getting uh, drug tested for marijuana on a NCAA test, so he's suspended for a full. They year. got me. Kicked off of the, kicked off of the team. Um, had to earn his way back. Once he gets back, he's moved to tight end, and he uh, 
deals with some injuries. Uh, gets a shoulder injury here. Um, and uh, so really, for your entire college career, you really only played one full season, which was your senior year. Correct. Yep. And um, I remember that time because I was there for most of it outside of your last two years. Right. Um, and I think what you went through uh, was one of the best things that could have happened to you. I really do. I think adversity is a strength. I think adversity um, makes people better, makes people stronger, makes people um, aware of uh, and, 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 and humble enough that this whole thing can be gone. Um, and it makes you appreciative. Uh, 100% it does. You know, I, feel, I feel bad for, you know, in some, in some cases, the five-star rival recruit who has an unbelievable college career then goes to the pros and is drafted first overall and um, has to figure that light, that left that life lesson out later. Um, you, you and I were both fortunate to deal with that it's, early it's, on in college. Yeah. And, um, and in a way that really wasn't, um, you know, that we could come back from mm-hmm. it was at the right point in our careers and it really helped us. And, um, you know, but you were always going to be, up there your your talent alone at tight end was always going to be well suited how did you feel when they first told you you were going to be a tight end honestly when i got moved to tight end it was uh it was a it was a punch to the gut man i um i always dreamed about being a quarterback uh not only in college but in the nfl but um i think that once i started playing the position i really found a love for the game that i didn't i didn't have before and um there was just a lot more stuff that I could do that I was a lot more comfortable with. Um, there was a physical aspect that I genuinely and thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I had immediate success with it. You know, uh, my first couple of years at quarterback, I was getting screamed at by Brian Kelly for not throwing the ball. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was a completely different practice. You know, it was, uh, it was kind of like sure. a praise during practice instead of me just getting screamed at by an angry man with a red face. Once I found that love for it, my my passion for the game changed. My passion for you know um, coming into the facility and and wanting to get better changed. And I just ran with it, and it and it was a blast. Those two years I played in college, uh, um, I still got a good relationship with uh, with a lot of the guys that were in that building, and um, and it really catapulted me to 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 feel comfortable um, on the field because of how hard, how much harder I was working uh, to be great at tight end, for sure. Because at quarterback, I got, I was, I was given a package. I wasn't, it was, it was a, it was an interesting scenario. You know, it wasn't just, oh, he's the quarterback. It was kind of like, all right, he's a running guy. Let's try and figure out how we can make him or put him in the offense. And uh, once I moved to tight end, I was on the field every single play. And uh, I was out there having a blast, hitting guys, making big plays. And um, I'd just been running with it ever since. Yeah, I think uh, I think the vast majority of guys in the NFL have changed position at some point or another, and I don't think that that's uh, surprising to say the least. I think uh, I think changing positions is great, and if there's any young guys out there that are upset about changing position, whether you're in Pee Wee High School, college, uh, the NFL, um, embrace it, man. I, I used to play linebacker, running back, uh, played receiver at one point. Travis played quarterback for a long time before he moved over to tight end. 
I know so many teammates of mine, especially offensive linemen that have been skill position players before. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game has a way of finding the position that suits you and, and is geared towards your skill set. And the more you fight it, I've seen guys fight it and it just hasn't worked out. Nope. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guys that embrace it and, and really uh, take on the new position, uh, not only are you usually more skilled and talented for that position, but also you carry over that frame of reference in the position you just had. 100%. You know, I play, when I play center, I think about and I think feel run gaps where linebackers are aligned. You know what I mean? Like I was like, when I was a linebacker, if I lined over there it was because we were doing this, if I lined up here is because we were doing this and, and I carry that over into what I do. One thousand percent do the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. At tight end. I mean, can you imagine thinking of being a route runner in a tight end, but also uh, thinking about it from the, from the perspective of a quarterback, that's a, a tremendous strength. One thousand percent. I see. And on top of that, yeah. just being in that, being in that locker or not being in that locker room, but being in that, uh, what is it? Skill position, like meeting, hearing what yeah. the, what they're being taught. Yep. What do we like? What we're, you know, we're running this high low on the, on the flat defender. Well, yeah, you need to run your flat as fast as you can to try and absorb the flat defender so that we can throw over the top and get a big gain. Right. instead of just oh i just i gotta run this flat route i'm just gonna run a flat yeah you know what i mean there's more intention 1, to it and you take yeah. it over and then on top of that you know understanding the duress that he's 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 at back there you know how fast he needs to get rid of the ball a lot of stuff is going through his head so how how can i get open as friendly and as fast as possible you know right. to make well, his job easier so we we've talked enough about you being as great as you are uh i think you're the best <laughs> tight end ever Who's on your tight end, Mount Rushmore? Don't do this, man. You're going to make okay, me don't select do three. You There's already four. mentioned it. There's four tight end. Yeah, I know. I know. Unless you're putting yourself on there. Which I'm there. Mean? I'm I there. mean, you are there, but I think uh, you're going to put yourself there, though? Yeah, 100%. I'm there. If there's a, if there's right. a tight end, Mount Rushmore, I better be on it, man. I agree with you. Who's Who, who are the other three? Who are the other three? Um, I'll say like this. If you're going to have a Mount Rushmore, you're leaving some guys off. So I don't want anybody to get butthurt here. Of course. I don't well, want anybody to four... feel like I'm going to disrespect yeah. them by not putting them up there. But first off is Kellen Winslow Sr. He was the first of that breed, that air raid offense, to be able to throw the tight end all the time. Um, I think he changed the game. It gave a different perspective to what the tight end position could be. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tony Gonzalez, year in, year out, has a full just career full of just unbelievable plays and just changed position again a guy that made it possible to be the number one option as a tight end and then this is where it gets tricky this is where it gets tricky it gets tricky either you you either go with somebody from the modern era right one thousand percent you can't just keep going back there and the only guy from the modern era that i would put up there definitely is rob gronkowski you got to put Gronk on the Mount Rushmore. Go Gronk. You're going Gronk over Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp. You <sighs> see, this is why I didn't want to do this. Jason Witten. This is why I didn't want to do this, man. Gronk was one of the most dominant football players to ever play this game when he was on the field. At his okay. in his prime, you could not touch that dude, and it was week in, week out. You could see how teams were defending him. Didn't matter. He was getting bracketed. Tom still threw it up to him, and he, he made the play. Um, All right. He inspired me a lot when I made that transition into the tight end room. 
you know, I saw it. I saw exactly how this tight end position could have success. And, um, and I try to emulate a lot of that. So he's in my opinion on there without a doubt. Um, Alrighty. and then, um, without me giving any reason why I'm on there too. There's the Mount Rushmore tight ends in <laughs> Travis Kelsey's eyes. Uh, last bit of the game. Uh, obviously we've had our fair share of uh, quarterback sneak discussions on this podcast. You guys went with the tight end sneak. Woo! It is. It's been in the playbook in for a City, while. Well, but is somebody in Kansas city listening to the pod? I mean, we might have on the one yard line. We might we have talk a about few how listeners. Pat's got weird hips. Might hurt himself <laughs> running QB sneak, and all of a sudden, little, little I, misdirection. <laughs> Travis Kelsey misdirection. Pat Boom. was literally for those that didn't see the game. Uh, we were we were in a formation where it was two tight ends. The one, the other tight end, Noah Gray. Um, other tight end on the field, Noah Gray, went in motion. As he's in motion, Pat is screaming to the left side of the formation pointing saying i don't know what i didn't even hear what he said i just heard his voice in the background and i see the entire defense looking the direction that he's pointing he yeah. didn't do this in practice he didn't do this it's the oldest trick in the book hey you know it, look baby. over there Boop. backdoor sneak <laughs> every time well, uh well, i got the defense think, sitting on their heels man i i can't help but think that we've become the podcast of the sneak uh, quarterback, tight end, anybody. So uh, I got I think we had a hand in that touchdown. I really do. Sneaky good. It's sneaky good, man. All righty. Shout out to Noah Gray. And by the way, that that touchdown was also. Uh, it's been in the playbook for about two years now. Ever since Pat got injured, we've been doing. But it why hasn't Belldozer. he called it yet? If it's been in there no, for two it was, years, it was for the Belldozer. Blake Bell. Blake Bell got banged up this uh, this preseason. So, but his his play still lives on. And it's they just still next haven't man called in. it in two years. What are they waiting what for? What do you mean? Yes, they have. Oh, are you, you kidding just said me? They haven't, you said it's been in there for two years, but you haven't called it. No, it's been in there for two years. We've called it numerous times. Oh, okay. We just I've, haven't I've called it before. with Noah. Got it. Well, good job, Noah. And uh, Andy, keep listening to the pod. Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. Yeah. The Eagles are the last unbeaten team, man. 4 0 has got to feel good. Who would have thought? Ah, God, four and O's got to feel good, man. I will tell you what, I didn't call it. I didn't. I didn't see it coming, man. You, you guys didn't are. Think we could do this. You're I did. I. I think there was a lot of question about what you guys were capable of doing coming into the year. You know, it was a lot of a lot of high expectations, but there's still a lot of questions. You know, we haven't seen this offense in uh, go, but now we have, and it is fun to watch, brother. Even in a rainy. Sl- was it sleet? Was it what, okay? How bad was just it? Just cold there? rain. It's just it cold bad. rain. It was wet, cold. Uh, it had been raining all day. Uh, all game too. All game. There was something coming on. It got worse in the second half. Man, uh, the surface wasn't that bad, luckily, but it was hard on the dude. As, as somebody who handles the ball, there is nothing more nerve wracking than a ball that is soaking wet. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, every snap, I'm just like, please do not do. Please make this get back. Don't to be Jared. this guy. Don't and, be that yeah, guy. Please let this happen. We had one snap issue. Wasn't the fault of the rain. It was my own fault. Thought oh, he was boy, doing talking the to the football guys. Wasn't man. doing the cadence, but bro, it uh, rain games are nerve wracking for centers to say the least. Before we get um, into the full game breakdown. Okay. You got to talk to me, man. Uh, everyone's asking about the popcorn, baby. Did you eat oh, yeah. all of the popcorn? That is probably that's definitely the biggest bag of popcorn I could uh, 
I can say I've ever seen. So that popcorn was actually Wyatt's. My uh, baby Y. Baby Y. Baby Y turned three years old on Sunday. So uh, Big Swoop gave her the biggest bag of popcorn you could ever ask. And uh, after the game, it was my duty to make sure that big popcorn bag made it home. Uh, we did not eat all of it, but my daughter and I did uh, love that popcorn. Thank you to Swoop and the Eagles for uh, making my daughter's day. Yes, special. Swoop. Got to love it, man. So the popcorn wasn't fully, but it, it was all right. <laughs> Jags went up uh, 14 early, but the Eagles rallied back uh, off of 29 unanswered points. That second quarter, man, you guys just exploded. I think had 20 in the second quarter alone, if yeah, uh, no. if I remember correctly, man. But that was um, that was fun, man. The the first double digit uh, deficit uh, was it nice to seeing the team really rally back? I mean, we were talking about it handling adversity. Um, yeah. Last week with uh, with Chiefs in, uh, in in Indy, um, yeah. How are you feeling about how your team handled that situation? I feel great. I mean, you know, whenever you can come back down fourteen early, we threw a pick six, first drive of the game. Um, you know, those are difficult things to come back from. Uh, and um, defense stepped up big, played another phenomenal game mm-hmm. uh, in the offense. Uh, got it together there in the second half. And uh, ended up finishing with a really strong attack in the run game, uh, which we had to do with the conditions the way they were. Yeah, um, man, adversity. We talked about earlier this pod. Talked about last week. So, such a great thing for you. You don't want it when it's there, but um, all great teams find a way to come out on top. You know, every team is going to go through adversity. Going to be down points. The best teams find a way to stay stay right in the area you need to be. To, to get it done in the end. It ain't all, all you can hit. All right, we've we've all right, oh, we've sorry. done enough Rocky. We've done yeah, enough Rocky. Oh, now we've done enough Rocky? You're going <laughs> to wait till <laughs> Philly's done enough Rocky, man. Come out with another one, baby. All right. So any weather game stories, man? It was bad weather. We were talking about the conditions, but you got any good uh you got any good weather game stories? Uh the best weather game story I got is the Snow Bowl from 2013. Ooh. It was, uh, we went out for warmups and there's nothing on the ground. And uh, all of a sudden we come back out for the game and it is covered. I mean, covered. Six <laughs> inches of snow. It's a blizzard, full on blizzard. It, it just kept coming down too. It did not stop. I, the giant, uh, the, sorry, the lions were wearing white. So I'm literally in my stance. I look up and I cannot see the secondary. I couldn't see the safeties. I'm like, dude, this That's is a competitive crazy. advantage if I've ever seen one. <laughs> And um, luckily in the second half, LaShawn McCoy somehow found a way to be the only person that could get traction. I remember <laughs> we would go. Unbelievable game. Oh, it's crazy. It was, Unbelievable it was like a game. And that's why, dude, weather games are the best. They're annoying at the time, but there's something about whether it's rain, mud, snow, it makes the game like magical mm-hmm. a little bit. Like it becomes much more a game. Dramatic, yeah. Yeah, it really does. And, um, man, this game was – this last one with the Jags was so physical. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you had to be. And they, had, they have a great run defense. Uh, they have unbelievable – They got a bunch of athletes, man. A, a bunch were, of athletes, a bunch of first-round picks that are just flying around right now. Yeah, they were the number one rush defense in the NFL through the first three weeks. And they were there for a reason. I mean, these guys are stout up front. And we knew in order to – be competitive in a rain game. You got to be able to run the ball. You're going to have to be able to somehow find a way to get it done. And, um, you know, we, talking about we being stout, 
talking about G- yeah. being stout, Jeff Stoutland. Jeff Stoutland. Jeff yeah. Stoutland. Is he is he the goat? You guys just at the number one run defense in the in the in the in the league, and you guys just walked him. I don't like using the term goat. I feel like everybody nah. uses the term goat. Him, yeah. goat, yeah, whatever. Uh, him, him, yeah. Stout's amazing. Um, you know, he's regarded as one of the best, if not the best, offensive line coaches in the business for a reason. Um, whether it's his teaching, his uh, his schematics, how he game plans, all of that is important. Um, but man, what I really think makes Jeff Stoutland incredible is uh, is his mentality each and every day, his consistency, his energy, his passion. Man, you can't go into a meeting with Jeff Stoutland and think that you're going to be just oh, I'm just here, you know, not paying attention. He's going to ask you a question. You ain't watching movies, bud. And and if you're not ready to answer that question, he is going to like you're you're not you alive, man. Oh my gosh, I love that man. um, I love I I love a good O line coach, man. There is there there's few individuals that can control three hundred pound behemoths like that, and uh, it takes a special man. Uh, We got one too in Andy Heck, but uh, Jeff Stoutland's obviously one of the best. Andy Andy Heck is a great coach. I have a lot of respect for him, but we're not just talking about any offensive line coach with Jeff Stoutland. I'm telling you. Um, that guy's energy, uh, how he gets the most out of his players, his relentlessness to put his players in good positions, his relentlessness to coach us. Um, he is so passionate and he gets the best out of everyone. He believes in every player he coaches. Um, we've faced so many, uh, injuries, so much adversity. Uh, Jason Peters going down on a Super Bowl run. We've had numerous guys going down, step, and then guys come out of nowhere. Nate Herbig, Jack Driscoll this past week. Um, you know, he finds a way to get players to play good football. And uh, that's why, um, you know, he's – I hate the freaking term GOAT, but um, if there is one, it's Jeff Stalin. He's a legend, man. He's a legend. You've had a few. Howard Mudd? Just two. In the NFL, Howard Mudd and Jeff Stoutland. Legends. Howard Mudd was unbelievable as well. Um, you know, he was out there coaching you in a cane, man. Yeah, in a cane, had to get around on a golf cart. Um, That's when you know you love it, man. He oh was my a God. exactly. He was a special man too. Um, no longer with us, unfortunately. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, but uh, really gave me my shot in the NFL uh, with Andy Reid. Uh, Howard was an incredible man. Um, had a way of making complex things appear simple. I'd go, he, he'd say, Howard, how, how do I, how do I block a shade? And he's, how do you walk through a door? <laughs> and I'm like, you go up to the door and you walk through it. I'm like, Howard, you've given me nothing. Go walk through the door, Jason. Meanwhile, a 340-pound man is trying to run me over. Pretty sure a door doesn't move, Howard. Anyways, uh, I'm serious. How do you how do you block the end? Go out there and shake his hand. <laughs> Don't make this rocket well, you know science, what? ladies and gentlemen. But Just seriously, you it. know what? Howard, that was that was Howard's gift. Jeff's unbelievable strength was his passion and energy and unrelentless. Um, amount of coaching and passion he has for his players. Howard's gift was making extremely complex things appear simple. So in the middle of a game, when things aren't going well, you know what's going on in the back of my head? 
shake his hand. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go shake the fuck out of this guy's hand and block him. Love you, Howard. Moving on to player insights and NFL stories across the league. You know, we touch on everything that is NFL. Um, Stephen A. went off on Baker Mayfield this week, man. And um, I love both of those guys. But, uh, quote, unquote, you look awful. I love Baker Mayfield. You look awful. You talking about me? No. No. I'm I'm, I'm just saying his quote. Oh, you're saying Stephen A.'s quote. Okay. Sorry. I was like, I don't think I look that bad. (laughs) I know I'm not a... I know I'm not a stylish. My heat doesn't work right now, which is why I'm in a full fleece and a sweaty hat. This guy, man. It's 48 degrees in here. It's 48 I'm degrees not, in I, Philly right now? It was cold. We got the hurricane coming up. Hurricane Ian, fucking asshole, came up here and made it 48 degrees in the middle of October. It's not been fun. Man. Stephen A. and Baker. What happened? Stephen A. Smith went off on Baker Mayfield. Quote, unquote, you look awful. You do not look like the starting quarterback in the NFL or the National Football League. That's a rough, that's a rough assessment. Yeah, um, not, uh... I love both of those guys, and I, I know Stephen A. has a job, but man, he uh, he definitely threw a dagger at him for sure. Well, I mean, that's literally Stephen A.'s job. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did, what's think... your take? What's your take on media criticism? And uh, well, we do. You, ta- you ever take? I was about to say, do you ever taking taking it personal outside of the Mike Lombardi? I think anytime uh, you hear criticism, your initial uh, response is to be defensive. Fuck that guy! Yeah. yeah, that's probably the initial response. Um, but man, I really think having been through uh, media criticism before, having been on the other side of comments like this. Um, Man, the reality is you write the narrative as the player. 1,000%, right? brother. The media guy is going to write whatever you go out there and do. If you go out there and ball out, nobody's writing an article about how you're awful you are. And that's just the cold-hearted truth of the matter. Um, you know, obviously a lot goes into a quarterback playing well. and um, But, man, as a player, I really do believe – you go out there and you write the narrative. You go out there and show who you are every time you step out on that field. And um, as hard as it is sometimes, um, all you can do is just keep trying to get better, keep trying to improve. Um, as, as, as rough and cold-hearted as the media can be at times, man, you, you got to take that and use it as either fuel, fuel it, man. Or, take, or just ignore it, mm-hmm. whatever works best for you. But you can't let it compound and make you play worse or make you – you know, um, you know, get in your head and and make you start believing that's that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to have the self confidence. You know, I was really fortunate in Philadelphia to have a coach that believed in me when I was going through all this stuff, and um, that 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 was a comforting feeling that my coach still had my back and was stout. And uh, knowing that I, he was like, you know, all you got to do is this, this, and this. Went out there, did that, 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 and all of a sudden you start playing better. And then you start playing better. Then you start playing better. And now all of a sudden, the narrative changes. So, um, Baker, I hope you start playing better. I hope you start uh, balling out uh, so that Stephen A. has to eat those words. I always root for the player in the long run, although I don't have anything against Stephen A. either. Um, 
That's part of this business. You got to yeah. be able to take the criticism and uh, know that you write the narrative. Couldn't have said it better myself, brother. NFL offense is explained. Coming off the Bucks win, Juju weighed in. His quote was, he's learned more these last few months in Kansas City than he did in all five years in Pittsburgh. He said, Reed makes you see the whole field and manages the why picture to understanding how to read defenses. Uh, do you think there's a big difference in offenses in the NFL? Uh, what does it take to be a part of the Eagles Chiefs offense? Chiefs um, offense. I think I think Juju is always – I don't know. I think Juju might have been exaggerating a little bit. Um, I do believe that Coach Reed has a huge emphasis on the intentions of the play caller. And to understand that, you have to understand what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so if other teams aren't doing that, they should probably start doing that. Um, right. Because that has a lot to do – what I do has a lot to do on – or is predicated on what the defense is doing, if that makes sense. So I can I can definitely see where Juju's coming from because I've been a part of this uh, offense for 10 years now, and um, my attention is on everything that the defense is doing and the intentions of the play caller and why we're calling each and every play on certain situations. But um, I think that it takes a little bit, a little bit more, uh, I want to say mental acuity, if that's the right word. Uh, but I think it takes a lot more, a, a more broad scheme of things. You know, you're not just running paper yeah. routes, you know, right. you're not just I'm, my route on each and every single play has an exact meaning. It's either to get, a, get open, to get somebody else open, you know, to, to be in the right position at the right time for the quarterback. There's the, it has more depth. It's more in depth than just what's on this play call. You know what I mean? Or what's on this sure. play sheet. So I can see where he's coming from, um, and I do think that uh, an offense like this takes it to uh, – challenges you mentally a little bit more than uh, than others would. Yeah, I guess that's a I, – I do think – first of all, I think that this comment is less about um, speaking poorly on Pittsburgh's offense and more just emphasizing uh, how great of a teacher – Andy Reid is and how unbelievable uh, he is at educating his players to make them better at their specific positions. Um, but I do think different positions, different offenses uh, lend themselves uh, to being more suited for either, you know, receivers, quarterbacks, running game, offensive line. What are the big differences between different types of offenses? You know, obviously you guys run a West coast offense with Andy Reid. It's like a West Coast, uh, what is it, spread combination now. It initially was West Coast when I got here under Alex Smith and uh, and Jamal Charles. Single right. back formations, a lot of two yep. tight end sets, zo- inside, outside zone, power every now and then. But for the most well, part. You're, you're throwing that ball. Yeah. You're, you're airing it out. And, yeah. We're trying um, to stretch the defense. Yeah. And I think, um, you know receivers and tight ends need to know a lot more about coverages potentially need to know a lot more about uh, all of these things. Would you agree? Or do you think that's, that's not true? I 100% agree. If you want to be great at it for sure. You know what I mean? If you, if it's just a part of the offense in certain situations, like it is in a, in a, what, what would it be a true pro style offense or what are we calling the, uh, well, what are the three – I would say the big three offenses in the NFL would be West Coast, Pro Style, and 
Shanahan offense, which is kind of a, a blend. A mixture. Of, a, yeah, you know, it's it's, its own thing. Uh, and, you know, heavy, heavy dominant outside zone, boot, uh, play action, uh, screen game offense. Yeah. Um, which I have always been – uh, jealous of the offensive lineman in that offense. That looks like a fun one to run, but um, we're doing all right with Jeff Stalin and, uh, and the coaches we've had here. I do not get excited watching those games. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I think you know the. I think the Shanahan offense strength is is run and play action. One hundred percent. So you got to be a greater run in the ball. This is the new wave. This is the new wave of the NFL. You know, you're seeing these coaches hired everywhere. Whether yeah. it's you know obviously Kyle Shanahan has been in San Francisco and Atlanta now all of a sudden you're uh, seeing uh, all of these guys from Washington Atlanta and San Fran being hired all over the league from uh, you know Sean McVay Matt Lafleur everybody's after the Shanahan style offense and I think the big reason for that is um, the first and second down and when you're in I mean they've just been productive they've been productive at putting up yards and points and um, it can mask a lot of things because of the misdirection and uh, uh, way that it attacks a defense. Uh, the motions involved in it, the uh, the screens, the run game, the pass. It's a very, very balanced uh, offense that can take advantage of a defense in a, in a multiplicity of ways. Um, Bolt. Bolt. That being said, that being said, though, in areas that they've struggled before is in crucial moments of the game. You've seen Shanahan style offenses struggle when they need to throw the ball. When they need uh, to, you know, Sean like down two scores. Yeah. yeah. Down a score late, two minute drive. Yeah. Sean McVay finally won a, a Super Bowl this year, uh, this past season, but it, you know, it took them a while to get there. And I think a large part of that was, you know, when they were in tight games in the playoffs and things like that, they, it was, you saw them struggle at times to do drop back protection, but they and, still uh, had a guy that had been in an offense that was a huge pass heavy offense. So Stafford well, has been. In, You're talking about Stafford, yeah. yeah. Stafford yeah. has been that dude in the in the like yeah, I want to say the air raid offense, out, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best right. to ever do it when it talk when you talk air and out. So yeah, they had that guy. Times a game. Yeah, they had that guy that's been in that position that's ran. You know what I mean? A lot of these teams just don't have that quarterback that can just sit back there, evaluate the defense, and and have the big arm to be able to put it anywhere on, out there on the field. And uh, there's certain yeah, when, when you when you're in tight games, tight windows, big time moments, you got to be able to be on the money in those kind of situations. And um, yeah, and that's why you've seen uh, you know Green Bay and the Rams obviously jump out, but you know these are these Shanahan-style offenses that are so good for second down, regular football, but then they also have quarterbacks who have dominated drop-back pass and two-minute yeah. drills and can operate that offense their whole careers. The blending of those two of uh, realms and offenses has led to uh, some of the most uh, prolific ones, although the Rams are kind of struggling this year, didn't do so hot on Monday night. But, <sighs> um, I got faith that McVay and Stafford and company will – Get that thing going. So that leads to the question, are offensive systems built around the QB or are QBs built around the system? There's only only one answer it should be. Yeah. I mean, if you're a coach and you're not building your system around your players. What the fuck are we doing? Coach. What are we doing? Yeah, you got to build the system around what the players do well, what their strengths are, where uh, avoid and try and mask what their weaknesses are. Um you know, you can try and make them better and and, and do things to uh, make them more well-rounded players, but 
uh, once you're out there on game day, uh, I don't know why anybody would run an offense that's not built around the quarterback. <laughs> if there's one way to have a bad offense, it's to run it with a quarterback that can't do it. <laughs> that sounds like a great coach. What are we doing, man? <laughs> Ending that segment, New Heights Stamp of the Week. Woo! Who you got, Trev? I got my guy TJ Hawkinson taking his game to New Heights, man. A career best, eight catches for 179 and two tubs, man. He was a close game away from winning uh, winning it. And it's uh shout out to TJ, man. A guy I got a lot of praise for. Um, I think Detroit doesn't do enough with him. Um, a very versatile guy, both in the run game and in the pass. And um, it's cool to see him have a career high this week. Who you got? Yeah, my, uh, you know, it was a difficult one to choose from this week. Uh, but I saw a, a little clip online and I knew right away that I had to give this guy some love. My man Garrett Bowles running down, giving max effort down to the five yard line, thinks he can jump faster than a man running full speed <laughs> to catch him. And then mid jump, just, oh, no, this is not going to happen. And falls. Dude, um, if you have not seen that clip, do yourself a favor. Go to Twitter, Instagram, wherever, TikTok. I don't know where you watch these types of clips. Wherever you choose, uh, check out my man Garrett Bowles. Just tremendous, just unrealistic effort. Uh, <laughs> he was never getting there, folks. He I think he thought he was in blitz. Like, that's a guy who's played blitz too long. Where 100%. You think that's a You hit that B button, move. it gets you an extra five yards. No. <laughs> That is a that is a player who is much faster than you, full on sprinting. Gravity is working against you, player. You leaving yeah. your feet is not helping you. It's not going to make you go faster. <laughs> All righty, we did um, want to touch on something that happened just last night. Uh, did you catch out the Bobby Wagner hit? Yes. I'm not talking about in the game, dude. Somebody is going to catch a case doing this, man. And you get a so. fan streaker. You get a streaker on the field, or somebody flying. Like, was, well, he wasn't a streaker. This was a this was a pig no, activist. I think he was a, he was an activist. He was trying to save pig lives. I think well, noble cause. Not gonna lie, I love I, bacon. So, yeah. Uh, either way, uh, fan running on the field. It's happened. We've seen it many a times. This might be the most vicious hit I've seen on a fan <laughs> in a while. Um, I mean, Bobby is one of the best tacklers in the NFL. Uh, when you run onto a field with a guy who just practices tackling for a living, <laughs> you're, you might get tackled. It's like that Could episode of Jackass, nope. man. Yeah. When they're, where they're with, like, who know, is it, Jared Allen? Some of these linebackers, they just snap into it. Boom! Uh, foo! Shoot the hips! <laughs> shoot the guns! Pow! <laughs> they don't. They don't. It's just like second nature. It's instinct, man. Yeah. Instincts take over during situations like this. Uh, I think it was unbelievable form. I mean, what's interesting is if it happened to a receiver, it's for sure fine. I mean, he hit his crown directly into the guy's face. That's not even allowed if the game's being played. You might get Uh, ejected for that one. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed watching every second of it. I feel really bad and hope the guy is okay, though. Hope he's good. Hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, You know, but you're, you take you, that risk. You take that risk when you decide to be run, when you decide to run on the field. You take that risk. You think so? One hundred percent. Like there's, did you know there's cases of like 
I'm pretty sure there's cases of like burglars suing house owners for, when they've broken in and up. gotten hurt. No, or I'm maybe shooting him, but I know like they've there's cases where a guy's bro- broken into a house, broke his leg because there's like loose marbles all over the place. I'm kind of making that. No, I don't know what the case was. Way. I'm telling you, I'm, I hear you. I hear exactly what you're trying to explain, and there's no way that's right. Yeah, there's I no I think way. It's wrong. I think it's you wrong break too. into my house. Yeah, I think and it's break ridiculous. your leg doing it. That ain't yeah. on me. I agree. I think it's ridiculous and it's preposterous. Um, so hopefully Bobby's in the clear on this one. And hopefully uh, the activist that ran on the field uh, is okay. And all the other activists watching are not going to try and stop a football game again, or at least when Bobby Wagner's out there. Not right now. Real quick, Trav. Uh, we know it's uh, your birthday coming up. Yeah. It's coming up to- tomorrow when this airs. Yes, sir. So the in 5th honor of October, of birthday, baby. Well, in honor of your birthday, you don't know this, but uh, the New Heights team has decided to celebrate by bringing on our first guest. <laughs> and boy, is it a doozy. Is this real? It's real. It's happening. Our first guest is a blockbuster actor, comedian, and of course, Kansas City Chief fan. <laughs> I present to you our first New Heights guest, Mr. Paul Rudd. <laughs> this guy really <laughs> is here. Happy birthday. That's pretty, that's pretty good, How guys. How about that? Thank you, guys, man. Paul, what's going <laughs> on, baby? Man, this is, I'm so excited to crash your podcast. Dude, I wish dude. you a happy birthday. I I'll tell you what I did not expect you to show up on this screen, man. I love well, it though, man. I love it though. It's electric, man. Saw you uh, saw you at the first home opener not too long ago. Got to see you and Jack represent really? the Chiefs as always. Oh my god, so exciting! That was it was you know it occurred to me and Mike. I've been bringing my kid to Arrowhead since he was six years old. That was the first game he's seen wh- where he didn't have to wear like a winter jacket because we're always there. Later <laughs> Christmas in the year. holidays, it was yeah. It was, a, it was a beautiful night, and it was uh, that was a yeah a great game, and it was great seeing you. It looks like you're held hostage right now. This is like a hostage. Where Dude, are you? This is my this is my timeout corner. Nothing on his walls. Yeah, it's my timeout yeah. corner. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> you I choose not to put the stray jacket on and look like a complete insano. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm working on the decor as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> Work harder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks like you're putting in zero work. Just trying uh, to figure. Jason, out it looks like you're, you're kind of. It's, it's like you're getting ready for Christmas. That's what <laughs> I'm going for. I'm, I'm I'm like a Christmas year round kind of guy. Uh, yeah. One day I'll have the white beard. It's coming in quicker than uh, I wish it would. And we're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But this is. I'm and, looking uh, at the three of us in order, and it really is like the beginning of a beard. The uh, Travis here in the middle is like a a, a regular beard and. And then your main cabin builders. Over yeah, in Grizzly here. Adams over here on the left. Scott. Like that show on TV. Oh, yeah. Little, well, little do you know he has some carpenter work in him. Paul, oh, I can't yeah. thank you enough for joining us. Uh, how does it feel to be on the number one sports podcast in the world? And do you feel one of the world, nervous? baby? Do you feel a little nervous? Yes, I do feel nervous. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely feel how- nervous. Um, how did you how did you two first meet? I've been curious about it because Travis told me you guys are friends. You know each other. How did mm-hmm. this uh, originate uh, organically? Well, 
I mean, I want to say, you know, I remember when, you know, you joined the Chiefs. I, I follow everything and uh, mm -hmm. was very excited. And I want to, I feel like I kind of got to know you really through Dustin Colquitt, I'd say. DC, man. D Colquitt, baby. Yeah. His uh, his holiday parties. And then we did some, uh, we did some stuff uh, on camera for, um, for a gentleman in the city that I remember uh, mm -hmm. he was going through some stuff. But, yeah, I think uh, that was that yeah. was definitely the first time we met. It was actually – I think it was at your house. Yeah. We did the recording. Yeah, well, you've been in my house. I have, a picture of you, I have a picture of you and my mom. And it's so funny, the height disparity between you and my mom. There's a picture where it's like <laughs> you're – she just – she. I think she comes up right to your belly button. Not a, not a very tall woman, no. No. Sweetheart, tiny. though. Absolute sweetheart. <laughs> But she she loves you. She loves you. As do I. My God, man. This I appreciate you jumping How's on, man. This is, I, this is uh, you know, it's like, it's like you got Peyton and Eli, but now this is the one. This is. <laughs> the good brothers. The, the brother duo, yeah. The good brothers. Yes. What, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what's your the favorite uh, memory being a Chiefs fan, Paul? What's, uh, is it the Super Bowl the, 54? My, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is without a doubt. I mean, it's honestly one of the greatest moments I've ever had in my life. It's, it's nice when um, a moment can happen in your life and you're aware that it's one of the greatest moments. And it was during the Super Bowl, and I was with my kid, and you know, he and I were watching it, and we watch every game. We follow everything in the offseason his whole life. And every year, you know, it's always look, we, the team is great. We got a lot to look forward to uh, next year. You know, we're going to get them. And, and when, you have, when you have that conversation, you, you know, so many times it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And then no, I feel you. Well, we were at that game and Damien Williams ran around the side. Ooh, baby. And was like, Oh my God, it, there's not enough time. We went, <laughs> and, and I knew it. And my son turned to me and burst into tears and I hugged him and he wouldn't, and, and I wouldn't let go. And I just said, uh, we just won the Super Bowl. He's crying, crying for five minutes, five minutes, like a lifetime of just pain and joy and everything, like coming out. It was so amazing. And then when he pulled back, uh, it, he had blood all over his face. He had a bloody nose. <laughs> <laughs> so much too emotion. Tears, tears couldn't. Yeah, man, I crushed him. Tears <laughs> couldn't contain it. Everything came out, just, and he's like, "Oh, cool!" And he's bleeding. And then I like try to take selfies, like a just a <laughs> idiot. Oh. <laughs> and and, um, and it was, but it was honest. It was honestly that moment was one of the greatest moments uh, of my life. The culmination. I saw you right afterward on the field, and we just Dude, remember just bear hugging you. you. Bear hugged you. Oh. That yeah, was, I've was, got that. By the way, they took it was in. It was in. There's a picture of you, you're hugging Jack and me, and there was a picture of it in the USA Today. I have it framed on my wall because it also says Travis Kelsey hugging teammates. <laughs> oh, they know you're a part right. of it, baby. We're, the whole kingdom was on the team that day, man. That was a fun moment. Oh man, what a thrill! Memories yeah, last forever. That was an absolute thrill. So. Paul, you said earlier also that you were watching this last game uh, Sunday night. Did you happen to see the tight end sneak that the Chiefs ran? And did you see oh, yeah, Travis? Oh, yeah, with Noah Gray. Like, uh, when, when he went Noah Gray, baby. Under the but did you see Travis's play uh, acting skills on the side? I don't know if you noticed. Mahomes was looking at him. Yeah, looking Trav at him. Trav had to kind of sell it. Uh, yeah. Act of, uh, uh, yeah, distraction. 
Yeah, as a professional actor, how do you grade Travis's Oldest trick skills? in the book. A lot of commotion over here. <laughs> Sneak in the back door. <laughs> been working for years. Yeah. Been working for it's years. It's amazing. You, great acting. I've seen you. I've seen you pull that off more than once. Uh, it's awesome. That was great. I was yeah, overjoyed. You're the man. No, it always works. Ninety ninety two percent play right there is a is a sneak. You yeah. sneak, man. Ninety two percent. Jason. You know Jason was, did the stats. Uh, Before this was even set up, uh, which is so funny now. The, my first tweet was ninety two percent of the time it works every time, <laughs> which of course is one of the most iconic sayings of all time. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's nonsense. Um, Do you follow the Eagles at all, Paul? Yeah. I mean, my gosh, you guys are the number one, the uh, only undefeated team. Of course. Way to reel it back, Paul. Way to reel it back. Not the number one. You can't be as excited. Just 4-0. Not the number one. Not the number No. The number one, according to Dan Hansis power rankings today. (laughs) (laughs) But we have a, we have, we have a little bit of a Batman, uh, freaking saga going on in philadelphia right now everybody is a type of batman darius slay mm-hmm. one of the most i one of the co- most colorful personalities said no robins we're all batmans does ant-man feel left out that he's not a part of philadelphia's iconic batman <laughs> thing going on right now you know here's the thing about ants we're left out of everything <laughs> am is left out of all of it i mean if you go to a store and you just see like you know Marvel superheroes across like action figures. They have nowhere to be seen. So I'm used to not being included in any kind of cavalcade. Damn straight. All Batman. Batman is DC. I suppose that, you know, you could really oh. go specific and go, all right, well, you're in the, that's the DC world, but um, separate enemies. Realm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's all, it's all heroic and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, I get by, I get, I'm not going to be included in Philly, Philly's, uh, Batman show but that's all right that's all right how is it in philly right now are they just are they just i mean it's got to be so exciting it's electric right philly, now up there philly's a good area right now it's, a, it's mm-hmm. a good town to play football in right now where everybody's excited the the buzz is in the air uh 4-0 uh just played a rain game against the Jacksonville jaguars which was brutal um and uh yeah it's fun it's a lot of fun right now the uh now that i'm thinking about it I think Ant-Man might recognize, I might be, screw Batman, I'm being Ant-Man. Because that recognize, I mean, Philadelphia is an underdog town, freaking coming from out of nowhere to surprise everybody how great they are. Yeah, I'm in on that. First game I ever went to in my life was a Philadelphia Eagles game. Really? Was it in Philly or in Kansas City? It was in New York. It was the Giants and the Eagles. I was about five years old. And my dad took me. And, uh, I mean, this was way back and I have, I think back, I mean, Harold Carmichael was playing Wilbur Montgomery wow. must have, was playing. That's um, I mean, this cool. is a, this is in the seventies and, um, and I, two, two memories I have from that game. Okay. One, my mom packed me, uh, snacks in a lunchbox and two, I, um, I peed in the parking lot when I left big dog. Uh, Gosh. Yeah. Big dog. I, uh, Leave your print. Yeah. <laughs> I marked you. That's right. <laughs> my print. I marked my territory. That's right. It's, you know what I was? Because uh, I had to, we had to, my dad was always like, we're going to get out of here and beat traffic. Fourth quarter. Yeah. I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. He goes, don't worry, you'll be in the parking lot. Just be. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever done that. So exciting. 
Yeah, you're not you're not a part of uh, football fandom if you haven't peed in a parking lot. That's yeah. like a rite of passage. That you should be able to. I feel like that's awesome. the movie yeah. Big Daddy made it okay for all kids to pee wherever the fuck they want to piss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it really kind of opened the the floodgates. So do to, you so remember? Do you remember what mom packed you? Um, no. Oh, I imagine I wanted to, I there was just, there had to have been some carrots in there. I'm sure there were some carrots, <laughs> and then which, which you know, you, what are you guys growing carrots in the backyard? <laughs> <laughs> no, she had. She probably. I mean, one. She, I know, knowing her, she put in so much stuff, like cookies and potato chips and everything else. But I, and then some carrots because you gotta have something healthy in there, of course. And then I would imagine that my dad. Uh, she, she might have thrown in a pack of cigarettes for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> a Salem's, which I think back then we're, you could just smoke in the yeah. stadium. We're going to try and uh, be as healthy as possible with my son and try and get this old man out of here as quick as possible with these cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy, the game. Enjoy the game, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What do you, what, Travis, what are you doing for your birthday? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm gonna enjoy Kansas City. Probably just go grab some grab some food with friends. Um, not too much going on out here on a on a Wednesday or a, a Thursday. So uh, right, yeah, don't got a lot going on. At least on my birthday. Over the weekend though, I do have my walk the walk uh, fashion show for my foundation 87 and running. So I'm gonna have some fun. I got a lot of family and friends coming in for that one. Um, on Saturday, oh nice on Saturday night. Yep, and uh, a lot of the proceeds help the 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 kids or the underserved kids in the Kansas city and Cleveland communities, obviously growing up in Cleveland. So um having some fun with that over the weekend. Uh, and that'll be all the celebrating I do, man. Uh, getting ready for this Monday night versus the Raiders is, uh, is where most of my focus is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, I guess that's all that. It's all you really can do. It's, it's, yeah. It's Once you get year, into the week of the season, the routines of the season, man, it's uh it's hard to kind of get out of those routines, but um obviously times where family and friends come in you get to relax and uh those are the times you get to unwind and uh, have some fun so this weekend will definitely be fun but uh monday night's a huge game for the division so don't want to look past that yeah for sure yeah that's gonna be great God. yes sir what do you uh, what do you got going out there in uh in new york brother you know i've been uh what do i have going on not much I'm really, I'm really You're chilling we right moved now. This, we moved in this new house. So we're trying to get it, you know, kind of seen, seen to, you know, hanging up pictures and all that kind of thing. Um, my kids are in school. Uh, my son Very is nice. getting ready. He's going to, you know, he's, 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 uh, he's got college coming up around the corner. So we got to go through all of that stuff. Man, what? He's going into know, college man. now. Golly. I remember when he Crazy. was putting on medium jerseys, man. Yeah. Yeah. Golly. I know it's, it happens fast. All uh, I, it's crazy. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's it. I'm not really, I'm not really filming anything right now, which is nice. I had to film a couple days on, uh, we did another Ant-Man movie. So that comes out in February. And so I had to watch nice. Can't wait to see it. Cannot wait to see uh, it. And so it's, it's big. It's a bit, it's going to be, it's going to be bigger than the other ones. It's crazy. Very um, cool. So that was cool. But uh, so I, I had to go do a couple days on that. But other than that, it's been nice to really just sit and watch a 
bunch of football. And that's, <laughs> well, this is the best time. I mean, October is really the greatest sports month there is. And, you know, and they're going crazy here in New York, obviously, as they should everywhere for, you know, Aaron Judge. And, yeah. And everyone's kind right. of watching The that. Judge, baby. And, uh, it's been fun watching him. And uh, and then this overlap, this overlap of like baseball and football and oh, it's great. Then hints of like basketball highlights because they're all starting up. I think the the NHL actually starts up October 11th is when their season starts. Um, oh yeah, so everything Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, every Saturdays you can catch uh, uh, some Premier League football and college football. Yeah, it's the best, and it's not October, yet. baby. Going on every day. Well, it's arguably the best month of the year. <laughs> I know. Arguably. When's it? <laughs> well, when's your birthday? My birthday is in exactly a month from Travis's. I'm November 5th. Travis is October 5th. So I uh, I feel like uh, I don't look forward to my birthdays at all anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Mainly because guys like Paul Rudd don't call in and uh, – <laughs> I don't know guys like that. Like I'm I'll, in. Calls from- I'll put it on my counter. I'm not moving. I'm going to be right here. Maybe I'll have a picture hanging up. That's not the only we, difference. We just, uh, we just celebrated my uh, daughter's uh, third birthday. So we're, we're pretty far away from college, but um, man, it feels like even just three years has flown by. So I can't imagine yeah. uh, what it's going to be like here, but um, yeah. Oh, that's great. So- what's, what's, um, what did you do for her third birthday? She went to an Eagles game, went to uh, the Eagles game. We got a huge thing of popcorn from uh, swoop, the Eagles mascot. Uh, I got to see her uh, in the tunnel before I went out. And then afterwards we came back home and uh, the highlight of my day wasn't beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was eating the uh, pink uh, cake with a green dinosaur on it that my uh, daughter wanted for her third birthday. Oh, so nice. it, was, it was incredible. She's been talking about this pink uh, green dinosaur cake for the last two months, probably. <laughs> and when she saw it, it was incredible. So nice. made the day. It's the best. Did you let this her touch Pearson's jacket? I did not. I have it hanging up though. It was still wet. Uh, <laughs> it's now dry. It is probably my most prized possession at this point outside of a Super Bowl ring from 52. But, um, that, uh, I, I went into the game. I'm like, man, I don't know if he's going to go for this because for some reason I, I don't do a good job of keeping in touch with my former coaches and everything, or really just former teammates. I'm just bad at that. Um, but right away, like seeing him out there at the field after the game. Um, and I went to him with my Jersey that I started the game off with. I'm like, coach, it'd be honor if I could trade this for your jacket. And he looked at me at first. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you, you want my jacket? I'm like, coach, please. I would be honored to take your jacket. And then he got excited about it and it became a thing. So I was, I was really happy how that went. Little unsure how it was going to go, but. Uh, it's a tough position. You put awesome. him in a tough position after a loss to be, I mean, you know, to get. I know, but he was. You know, he obviously is upset with the loss, but you could tell, uh, like, after me, Lane Johnson, a lot of the guys had come up there. We had so much history together. Um, you know, he was happy to see us, even though the game didn't go his way. And, um, you know, I mean, he's an iconic Philadelphia coach, first person ever to bring a Super Bowl to the city, got a standing ovation before the game. And uh, to know that I got his rain-soaked, sweat-soaked jacket uh, is pretty awesome. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. And he's so proud. You know, he loves you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's mutual. And um, 
And what I was just, it like? Can I ask you a question? What was that parade like please. when you put on the Mummers outfit? I mean, that was that was iconic. <laughs> iconic. Yeah. What was that? What was that like for you? So. Um, first of all, it was, it was filled with a lot of, uh, alcoholic beverages, you know, to, to loosen me up quite a bit, but I never would have guessed. Never would have guessed. Yep. <laughs> but the, um, you know, the, I forget one of the front office people looked at me before the day started. He said, Jason, have fun. I was like, you know what, man, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have fun today. <laughs> Don't and, you worry about uh, that, sir. All, yeah, we, we all just like immediately once the buses got out and we saw how slow it was going, we got off the buses. We were shaking fan, uh, hands with people. Um, the, the, that whole Super Bowl run was such a big moment from the city. I mean, you were talking about earlier, Paul, about how like yeah. being a Kansas City fan and like waiting all these years and like, you know, year after year, disappointment. Obviously, Eagles yeah. fans have been through that for a long time. And um, to see the overwhelming amount of joy and happiness that it brought people to see how many people had literally brought together all on that moment at the parade. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a different feeling than right after you win it, right after you win it, it's about you and your team. And then the moment you're at the parade, you realize, Oh my gosh, this is like, it's about so many people that have spent yeah. all their lives cheering with family members at the games at home, uh, spending yeah. their Sundays together. And, uh, the, uh, the, the speech really had culminated. I don't know, man, I couldn't sleep for days after that game. Uh, and I'm just thinking about, you know, my own journey, Nick Foles's journey, Doug Peterson's journey. Then it was easy to see the correlation of like the amount of adversity and, and, and longing that this city has been for years. And, um, man, it was almost like it had to be said, I didn't really need to write anything down. Um, in some ways, it just felt natural coming out. And, um, you know, I'm really happy that so many people in Philadelphia were able uh, to to share that experience. And, man, it was awesome. It really was. It was great. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it really Sorry. is. It is the greatest thing that can happen to a city. And especially, you know, for – Eagles fans and Chiefs fans, like you say, people that have been waiting a lifetime, yeah. like just truly, I mean, decades. And, right. um, uh, and when you think of, you know, there's so many people and it's like their relationship with their, the, their dad. And then there's somebody passes on away and it's like, that's the first person they think of. It's so enormous. This is what, this is what sports can be. It's like, it's, it's the best, one man. of the great, it's the best, one of the, one of the great, uh, memories I have from after that Chiefs run, Travis, was when I saw that that footage of of your dad on the sideline. Oh yeah. When uh Bobby Kels, man. I, I watched that. Oh those, that those one of got, you that, that don't know. Me. Those of you that don't know, my dad uh finally made his way down to the field after the game as well as my brother did. But he um he yeah. jumped right into my arms and obviously, you know, uh it always hasn't been just uh I don't know me and Jason haven't always been that top recruit, that top uh, draft pick. Um, so it's been, a, a, I don't want to say an uphill battle to prove ourselves, but it's been a, it's definitely been a fun journey of us working our tails off to get to that mountaintop. And uh, my dad just uh, mentioning how, how much, uh, how much he loved seeing me in that moment, knowing that we had persevered and, uh, and, and, and got through a lot of stuff. Um, you know, it was just, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome to, to cherish that moment with my dad 
knowing that he was always on my side through it all and he always believed that I could do it. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen dad in tears too much. Um, you know, I remember I'll never forget the moment he found out his mother died. Yeah. And I don't even remember him crying in that phone call. And to see him bawling his eyes out holding his son after he just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, that was I was cheering up and I'm cheering up right now because it was one of the most uh Me too. like wholesome moments of, of my existence. Man, so that's the best. um yeah. It's the best. That's Papa there. I was, my son was crying and hugging me and, uh, yeah, fathers and sons and what this, what this game can, what this game can do. And my God, the pride, the pride he must feel the, I mean, now it's like two hall of famers here talking to you two of the best <laughs> all time. Thank you. for. That. I'm serious for sure. I, you, you for couldn't sure. tell him anything once we got drafted. You sure as hell can't tell him anything now. I, I can tell you that, but he's uh, he's very proud, and uh, you know we're uh, we're that makes that that makes it even more honorable knowing how proud he is of us. You know, yeah, absolutely. Well, God well, knows the entire uh, town of <laughs> Philadelphia and the town of Kansas City feel the same way. Here's my this is my this is my uh, my prize possession right here. Oh, we got be away, be away, like this. Yeah. The big eight seven. There the, it is. The crispy white baby. <laughs> Waiting to get framed. Let's go, man. I love Actually, it. Actually, for my son, my son's birthday, and, and this is gonna come out before his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone talks to my kid, don't tell him. Yeah, don't let him watch the show. <laughs> don't, let him, don't let him watch well, this show. I, I, I know you've been extremely generous with your time, and I want I mean I think this is probably Travis's new favorite birthday gift he's ever received. One hundred percent, dude. I didn't. I didn't so, see. This is the first time I've ever actually been surprised on my birthday. So thank you for just absolutely <laughs> slapping me in the face and, and making this awesome, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate uh, you. Well, I am happy that I get to you know crash the Zoom and wish you a happy birthday. It's a thrill for me. Uh, you know how crazy I am about you. I am such a huge fan. You are just you know one of the I think the best of all time and certainly the Thank importance you, you have on that team. My God, we wouldn't be any, we wouldn't be here without you. So uh, it's been great getting to know you and I'm happy I get to wish you a happy birthday. And I guess I'll see you guys in a, at least a month when I come back. to. You know, <laughs> That's right. November 5th. Mark the calendar yeah. date. <laughs> You're the man, Paul. I appreciate you, dude. Thank you so much. Just finish uh, our conversation with Paul. <laughs> How did you guys even pull this off, man? Yeah, shout out to the New Heights team. Incredible work oh, setting man. that up. Um, in some ways, I feel terrible that Paul was my first interview. Uh, <laughs> I made the joke about him being nervous. I've never been so nervous to ask somebody questions in my life. I know you know Paul. I do not He's know He's so him. down to earth. He's the best, man. He didn't think I, anything of it, I promise you. I man. feel like I just botched the entire thing. Like It was my job. I was the only one who knew it was happening. <laughs> it was, was, supposed, was a lot of weight on your shoulders right there. I was supposed to make sure it happened flawlessly. And I didn't know did what you, to did do. Did you meet him at any of the – because he's at every single AFC championship game that we've no, had at the house. I've seen him multiple times in the stadium uh, with his family uh, and never have said Just anything to him. him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that guy gets bothered so much. Like, even the – oh, the 60% of the time it happens – like, how many times has he heard that joke? I mean, I just feel so terrible. I think I made a joke about his mom giving chill out, his dad cigarettes. Out. No, that's not making the show. There's no way we're looking okay. at this. <laughs> Please don't. I've never felt more awkward in my life. Dude, 
You it was a good it. thing he was you... such a good sport. No, he, here's who killed it. Paul killed it. Paul he killed saved it. the whole thing. He knew. I mean, he's he's a pro. He's a guy's pro. a pro. Pro's pro. He's done. He's he's done how many interviews in his life? He saved the entire thing. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, Paul, and uh, being uh, my first interview, my brother's uh, first interview on our show, New Heights. Um, Thank you, Paul. Special. Man, that was. Uh, yeah. I'm still speechless, man. I could barely even talk during the interview because I didn't. I didn't even know what to, what to do, man. What a guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely didn't see any of that coming, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not the one for surprises. So thank you. <laughs> All righty, let's go uh, look ahead to Week Five. We got Raiders at the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Divisional rivalry, Monday Night Football. Uh, Get fired up, man. Get yeah. fired up, baby. Chiefs Raiders. Legendary divisional rival. I get fired up for every single one of these games, man. Ever since my rookie year until now, especially when you get to play on a Monday night and both teams are great teams. Um, Raiders trying to, you know, prove that they are that team, which I think they have all the pieces to be one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, at times have shown that they can be very dominant on both sides of the ball. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun matchup. Um, I always toy around with the Raiders fan base and let them know how how good I've uh, I've got the Raiders in my career. Um, I'm definitely biting my tongue against this defense. I'm not going to say too too much, but uh, I always uh, I always have fun with those Raiders fans, man. They're they're very passionate, and they they make it they make it known whenever I see them that they're uh, that they're Raiders fans. There you go. I uh, I I've only I played in the old Raiders stadium back when they were the Oakland Raiders at. Uh, Got to witness firsthand the, uh, uh, oh my gosh, the black zone. What's it called? The uh, the black hole, baby. The black hole. The old Coliseum I don't know why I just called it there. the black zone. Uh, you want to talk about some good trash talkers? That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, That's why they're I right, have so much right fun. on top of you. That's they're why right I have so much fun talking to them. You know what I mean? Well, now it's they a, play in now they play in Las Vegas though. Still the same is, fan base though. Still the same. That stadium fan base. is nowhere near the same environment. As the Oakland, no. you were playing on a f- baseball field, dude. That There's was, no way that it's was the same. Epic. That was epic, though. That epic. Baseball field it was, was a travesty that they allowed that to happen, <laughs> dude. Guys have I, you I have dirt have all over skin. your legs, like it's like I still yeah. have skin coming in from when I got dragged across the infield in that game. There's no way that surface was safe. There's no way, man. It was <laughs> honestly, honestly, like when baseball players slide on it. They're in the middle of like almost every other inning, like watering the dirt so that it's not as hard. You know what I mean? Like in Baseball football, they just let it dry different. out. They, they you have completely different cleats. It. Baseball players don't even wear the same cleats. Yeah. What are we talking about here? That's too it's, funny. It's pretty crazy. Well, either way, they don't play on that now. Uh, the new stadium is fantastic. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they uh, come with. Somebody My daughter is losing her goddamn mind. Eagles at Cardinals going to the desert, in my AZ. friend. Yeah, we just played a game in uh, freezing conditions that was wetter than uh, any game I played in a long time, and now we're going to go to the desert and play in 92-degree heat. Talk about Bring your chapstick. some differences here. It's yeah. going to be now dry. Yeah. You know, it's a, it is a dome. Great grass. I love I love the Arizona Stadium. I really think they did a great job with that one. Yeah. Um, I, I Cardinals, too. they've been really good. They were really good this past week. They've kind of been hot and cold a little bit, but it seems like they're playing well right now. Uh, get to play against my former buddy, Zach Ertz. Ertz. It'll, it'll be great to see him. 
Uh, he had a great he had third, a great week last week. He did. This is my third week in a row playing a a former uh, Eagles Super Bowl era uh, uh, teammate or coach. Um, so yeah, it'll be great to see Zach. Uh, I'm happy he he's out. He's doing well out in Arizona, and um, hopefully we can go out there and beat him. You this do week. you doing a jersey swap with him? I mean, it's got to be. I mean, probably. It's got to yeah, be a jacket right? swap. You got a jacket swap with everybody. No, no, no. Jacket swap is only is reserved for. Well, really, it's reserved for Doug Peterson, but uh, coaches right. as well. You know, that's a coaching thing. You know, I think uh, I can't swap. Uh, we're going to swap jerseys. I hope. If Zach, uh, there's going to be a lot of people asking for Zach though too. I had to fight for Carson's. We'll see if I can get Zach's as well. Um, trap game. I don't think it's a trap game. I think the Cardinals are a good team. They're the home team, um, and uh, we better show up. Yeah, they got their fearless leader back in J.J. Watt. Um, he's always a handful. I think he's playing more inside than a DN now. Um, have you played against him since he's been out in AZ? Or you probably haven't played uh, well, him a lot in your career because he's in the AFC. What, yeah, I played him in Houston quite a bit more when he played inside. Um, I played him one year when he was uh, in AZ where he's played more of a defensive end spot rather than three tech. Um, obviously, tremendous player, talent, skill set. Um, so, yeah, we got to be geared up. Uh, shocker, another week, another great defensive line. Man, it sure is fun playing offensive line. But, you know, we got to, you know. Fire gotta, up, baby. Yeah, we got some good play. We, we got some good guys, too. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is a big one for us. You know it. Well, that's it, folks. That about wraps up our fifth episode. Is that that's, all fifth? We, that's all we got for you. Five episodes in, baby. Number wow. one of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Fifth episode done. New Heights happen every Wednesday during the season. Watch and subscribe on YouTube to the New Heights channel, and uh, you can follow us anywhere uh, you use social media. Once again, thank you to Paul Rudd for stopping in and being the first guest and surprising me uh, for my birthday, man. One of the best birthday gifts I've ever gotten. Uh, that was awesome. And once again, New Heights is a Jukes original presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Uh, follow the show on all social medias at New Heights Show for fun clips throughout the week. And um, thanks to our production crew every single week for getting us set up and, uh, and helping us have fun and just cut it yeah. loose on here. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for tuning in.